Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Franz. On today's show, we will have a little fun. We're going to have Eric Gallagher here. He is the Director of Youth and uh, Youth Discipleship and Evangelization to talk about Last Caller Standing. And we will get to talk to a few of the priests who will be participating. Father Kapperman, Father Tony Klein, and Father Norfolk. And it's a lot of fun. So I hope you'll stay with us for that. First, we're going to talk to Dr. Chris Bergwald with a little Biblical Bites with Dr. B. Hi, Renee. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good. Do you know today is, Renee? Um, today well, is Sunday, the 10th, okay. not, not today, <laughs> Thursday, the uh, 7th. It is the baptism. Right. The which is therefore meaning what's... Christmas is over. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. So well, the Christmas is, season is over. <laughs> the season. Yes. The season of Christmas um, today comes to an end. I can take down my tree. You can take down. We, we are probably... <laughs> Well, tomorrow, Monday, um, is probably the day that we'll take down the tree. Right. The lights went off on Epiphany's traditionally celebrated on the 6th. Um, the outside lights were turned off after the 6th. I still have mine on because I'm... Yeah. I yeah, haven't I, even I, thought I, about I, it. It's this ongoing battle between Germain and me, but I'm not wounded about it at all. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so it's it's the baptism of the Lord is is the the close of the Christmas season. Right. We talk a lot about Christmas. We talk you and I talked in Ignition about there's the um there's the solemnity itself, there's the octave, and then there's the twelve days, and then there's the season. <laughs> right. Um so today is the end of the Christmas season. Ordinary time resumes tomorrow and Lent is just around the corner. Oh I know, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Um so the the gospel uh understandably focuses on I bet the baptism. You are correct. So <laughs> there's just a couple couple fun little things that I want to highlight. Um it's a short reading, but I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Um it's from Mark chapter one. And and, and specifically with regard to the baptism, Mark tells us. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. So um, a couple of things. First of all, some people sometimes wonder, why was Jesus baptized? Do you get the question? Yep. Why, what, what's the question? Why, why, why do people ask that? Because he's God. So why right. does he need to be baptized? Because why do we get baptized? Right. To cleanse us from sins and make us adopted children of our heavenly father. Well, right. Jesus is sinless and he is the son of God. Right. But he does it to identify himself with us, okay. to show that he's in solidarity with you and me. So um, what, whatever happens in our life, uh, oftentimes, some, well, not oftentimes, sometimes it's the fruit of our sin, right? I mean, right. so, uh, but Jesus is showing he's with us, even he, he's, he remains sinless. He remains without sin, but by, by undergoing a baptism himself, he's showing, um, in a symbolic way, I am with you. Right. Uh, it's also oftentimes said that in, in, in his own baptism by John, even though he, in a sense, didn't need it because he's without sin, he is sanctifying the waters by which we will oh, be baptized. Sure. Mm-hmm. So he's undergone baptism, not because he needed it, but because we do. Right. Um, so in that sort of symbolic way. Uh, a couple other things, though, that, that I really want to focus on here. Good. I want to see if we can get Bill in here. Uh, well, Bill's now drinking his coffee. Right so, this so this is the, there'll be a question that maybe Bill can respond to. I'm coming up out of the water. He saw the heavens being... Bill, do you remember what I said? What, what, what I did, wasn't what, paying attention. Was <laughs> the heavens were blank, ripped open. apart, ripped open, torn, or torn. yes, ripped. So, when else in the Gospel of Mark 
getting excited to hear a video. What else in Mark's gospel is there a ripping like this that happens to when either he, of you? When he passes on the cross. Yeah. What rips? In the temple. The, the, yes. The curtain in the temple. The curtain in the temple is torn into. And the same, Mark, uses, okay. Mark uses the same verb in Greek to describe the ripping of the veil that, that, that separates the Holy of Holies where the tabernacle, um, it, the, the center of the temple um, that only the high priest would go into. That from the rest, uh, the holy, from the rest of the of the temple. That same verb is used here by by Mark to describe what happens. So it's not the clouds parted and oh no, they, 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 this is like a big ripping, deal. Like yeah. tor- the heavens were torn apart, and what descended? A dove. A dove. What else do we think of the spirit um, descending, especially under the form of a dove? Anybody? What well, do you guys think of the spirit descending in period? Pentecost, but Pentecost, that's Pentecost, flames. There's yeah. th- th- tongues of flame, so there's a connection there, descending dove, but flame. What else? Mm. What are actually the spirit? Old Testament. No. The spirit over water. Are you talking about? You're not talking about Noah. D- so that's the dove. Yeah. Even earlier, though, the spirit descends oh, on the creation. waters. Yes. Yeah. So the language, uh, the, the 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 ruach. Um, the spirit uh, descends on the waters of chaos as God creates everything. That same term, the spirit descends upon Jesus. So wow. the creation at the beginning of time and the new creation, which is inaugurated. So Jesus has been alive and working and, and what he's done is important. And frankly, it is salvific for us. But with his baptism, his public ministry formally begins. Right. And he is, even though he's already filled with the spirit, he's been anointed by the spirit in a visible way. The father has said, you are my beloved son with you. I am well pleased. And now Jesus begins his public ministry in which more visibly he will be going about the work of our salvation. So the baptism, and that's why we're transitioning tomorrow to ordinary time right. where we hear about Jesus' public ministry. Uh, it begins with the baptism of the Lord in in which the heavens are ripped open, the Father speaks, the Spirit descends upon the Son, who now begins in a public way his work to save us. Very helpful connections. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. All right. Today in the studio, I have with me Eric Gallagher. He is the Director of Youth Discipleship and Evangelization for the Diocese. Uh, and we have several priests joining us on Zoom. We are so blessed to have several priests. <laughs> yes, we have Father Norfolk, who you see now. Hello, Father Norfolk. Hello. We have Father Tony Klein. Speak up, Father Klein. Hello. Where is he? Hello. Oh, say, there you go. Ha ha. Father Klein. And then we have Father Capperman. Cap. Cappy. Coming from the north. Here oh. we go. <laughs> All right. So we are going to talk about the upcoming competition, uh, Last Caller Standing, which if you're listening to this on radio Sunday morning, it is later today at 4 o'clock. Later today, 4, four o'clock, o'clock, online, wherever you're at, on YouTube. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this. We're going to see what these priests can tell us about uh, what's going to happen here. We'll see if we can make them pit each other against pit them against each other a little bit to give you a little preview of what you might see on later on. So, all right, Eric, will you tell us a little bit about what this thing is cuz it's done it's been done once. Yes. And this is our second annual. 
Yes. Okay. So so we we had a meeting last summer when it was about three days after we decided we would not be hosting D camps mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and D camps have happened in the diocese for over thirty years oh, wow. on that week after the Fourth of July and so it was a a morning process but we met and we just said we got to do something. And we came into that meeting without any real ideas, but about an hour later, we decided we were going to do um, a priest version of the TV series Survivor, <laughs> which I've seen many, many seasons of Survivor, and I was I was a big fan, so I got very excited about this. Um, so yeah, we I think it was about three weeks later, we had the event, so we yep. threw it together very quickly. And I would just say it was it was just a blast. Yeah. Um, it was a ton of fun. The priest... I. I get to be a part of the life where I get to know these priests and and see the the lighter side of them, the human side of them. I think for many people that day, they got to see our priests in a light that they have never been able to see them, especially together. I, I just know a lot of our diocese, don't, they don't get to see 10, 12 priests mm-hmm. talking, bantering, competing, like just laughing <laughs> together. Um, again, here at the diocese and the chancery, we get to kind of see that more regularly, but yeah, just a gift. So we are... Three, these three priests are on three different teams, mm-hmm. and they will be competing to be the last caller standing. We'll start with 12 priests, and they'll have to vote each other out of the game <laughs> until there is one left. Yeah. It's really—I watched the one from last year, not live. I watched it later because everyone was like, you have to see this. You just—you have to see it. I'm like, okay. And it was— really hilarious and just fun to watch. It is a two and a half hour YouTube video that has been viewed over 4,000 times, I believe. (laughs) So it's pretty incredible. something that was kind of thrown together at the last minute. So that was great. Only by God's grace did something happen like that. You beat many Bishop videos with that. Way to go. (laughs) All right. So we'll talk a little bit more about um, some more details about some of the things you're doing with it here a little later. First, I want to talk to these lovely priests that are hanging out with us today. So Father Klein, you're up on our screen right now. So I'm just going to uh, say, you told me you were not good at smack talk. And this this competition kind of requires that at least a little bit. So are you practicing? Can you, I mean, are you practicing on Father Simple? What's Well, Father Simple doesn't smack talk a whole lot. <laughs> My, my, I guess why I'm not good at smack talk is because I always thought that smack talk had to cover up for a lack of your own ability. Oh. And so <laughs> You're right. It might. Why my classmate up in Aberdeen uh, is so good at smack talk is because he's got, he's got to make up for some stuff. <laughs> There's a little so smack talk. You're doing well. Good job. Speak for itself in that way. <laughs> I think you started out well. <laughs> um, that was a well-rehearsed uh <laughs> Smack talking, Father Klein. You just sent that to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Father Kaeperman, as the lone veteran with us today, uh, do you think you have an advantage this year? Oh yeah, I've been uh, I've been uh, training for weeks for this. I've been researching uh, quotes from Finding Nemo and other '90s and uh, 2000 references. That way, when those quizzes come up, I'll know it. There were some really oddball questions last year, wasn't there? There was, uh, yeah, <laughs> especially uh, Father Jordan Sampson getting the uh, the prayer that we say almost every other day, it seems like, the uh, ice and snow bless the Lord. Oh, he got that, that wrong. <laughs> 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 
he nailed like the Eminem reference, but didn't get the hour, the liturgy the hours Eminem reference. reference. <laughs> well, prayers that we say as priests regularly, he couldn't nail. <laughs> I do have a question for Eric. I know we're supposed to be trash talking each other, but I kind of trash talk Eric for the um. So in the summer, you put me on team nursing home and made me the activities director. But now you've put me on team embalming fluid, along with my other brothers who also have receding hairlines. And it's like, what, what are you doing here? Well, I would start, Father Kapperman, by saying I'm not sure you should be the one talking about receding hairlines. There's just no hairline. <laughs> you, you should... I, I'm sure if you take some time to discern why teams are the way that they are, you will find the very reason. <laughs> okay, so Father Norfolk, um, you're pretty quiet and reserved most of the time that I have seen from you. Yes? In general, yes. <laughs> I know uh, you mentioned before we started... He and I just talked uh, for the feature for the Bishop's Bulletin recently about humility, and now I'm asking him to come on here and smack talk a little bit. So it doesn't seem to work out very well, but uh, do you have a strategy for, I mean, like, are we going to see a different side of you during this thing? What's going to happen? Yeah, I, I will say un, un, uh, unplanned, maybe is the word that I would use, uh, in competition, the feisty side comes out. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, so it won't be, it won't have a problem coming out normally when I'm being competed against. You're not just going to roll over and, and let them steamroll you. No, no, I can't let the people risen Savior down. I can't let my fellow brothers down. I, I'm not going to roll over. <laughs> good man. I like it. <laughs> um, I have, I did check on some of the social media posts. If you haven't, uh, seen them yet if you go check out facebook and twitter there are uh, quite a few social media posts leading up to um this competition and there has been a competition to gain an advantage um on social media you can vote for a priest you can uh, comment i believe i believe either one of those things gets him a vote and father Rut john rutten and father tim smith are like running away with this thing i mean you guys have to pick it up what's happening None of us are surprised at that. <laughs> <laughs> Those Father two Jeff brings up a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> Those two men, it's it's very understandable that, that right now they're winning in that. Yeah. Yeah. The tortoise and the hare, uh <laughs> kind of a thing going on. <laughs> Tom Brady was the hundred and ninety ninth pick. Oh most winning, you know, I think. We'll, we'll wait until it's over to, to see who's running away with it. Okay. All right. I, I like your enthusiasm and your confidence. Father Klein. <laughs> All right. Um, do you think any of you have a stra uh, uh, Do you think you're your team's weakest link? Let me ask you that. Father Klein, do you know who's on your team? Yes. Here. Okay. So on his team, Father Klein is team gold. He has uh, Father Griffin, uh, Father Sean Haggerty, and Father Scott Trainer. You are with two veterans. So... How do you feel about that team? You know, I think it's a good mix. I think we've got we've got veterans, we've got newbies, we've got young blood, we've got veterans. Again, uh, I don't want to say old. Uh, I think we have three <laughs> dogs. Actually, I think I'm the only one without a dog uh, ah. on my team, which maybe makes me the weakest link, or maybe makes me most free to. Uh, there you uh, go. You know, I, I'm not going to have to 
pause in the middle of the game. To, well, they'll they'll be okay. You know, <laughs> I, just looking at it, I don't see much for weak links. Okay. Um, Good. But when I switch over to frankincense or myrrh, it's more evident. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think you were you were fibbing earlier. <laughs> the, okay, so let's go to Father Norfolk, Team Frankincense. So you have Father Cowles, Father Norfolk, Father Tom Anderson, and Father Ken Luff camping out there in Mitchell. Uh, Father Norfolk, what do you think of your team? Who's the weakest link? Well, uh, Father Tom and I spent several years together in Denver, so I think there's a connection there. Uh, Father Cowles and I can share the language of Spanish a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but Father Ken Luff is in my hometown, and uh, I knew his mother and uh, was at his home parish in Jefferson, South Dakota. So this is a hard call. <laughs> One of the beautiful things about this is you want to – this is part of the game. They're uh-huh. they're protecting their name right now. Uh-huh. Once we get to all against all, down to about seven priests, so yeah, it's well, all going to come out. So yep, I'll- that'll all go away. <laughs> 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 okay, so Father Kaufman, as you said, you are on Team Receding Hairline or Team Mur, as we like to call it. Uh, oh, you yeah. have you have Father Bob Lacey, Father Tim Smith, and Father John Rutten. It seems to me that you might be the weakest link on that team. Whoa, wow. shots fired here. Uh, but in all honesty, I'd say so. I mean, uh, Father Tim Smith is just a Father Tim Smith knows a lot of references. He does. I think he's our greatest strength, but Father John and Father Bob are both um, uh, great men, uh, good and holy men that I think they'll, they'll also help carry the team. I might be the weakest link, which is sad to say. Well, I haven't, uh, I don't know Father Lacey very well, but doesn't he, isn't he kind of, well versed in uh, techie things, am I wrong? Techie, he he flies airplanes. Okay, and he's, and he's definitely got an egg background too. But Father Capperman will help you be able to help out in that area too. Uh, <laughs> so if we if we do some egg trivia, we'll be doing just fine on that. Team. Okay. <laughs> Are you t- okay, wait. Yeah. Are you talking about eggs like the food? No, agriculture. Okay. Yeah. Egg. <laughs> <laughs> it's like eggs. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, good. Well, someone has to know. We're in South Dakota. Someone better know that. Okay. Um, do you have, Father Kaeperman, while we have you on the screen here, uh, who do you think will be eliminated first? Father Tony Klein. He's going right for it. I think he'll be the first one out. Okay, Father first Klein. Off, their team is going to learn the first challenge. They're going to lose the first challenge, calling it right now. And then he's the new guy on the block. And that's what cost me last time was I was the new guy on the block. And so when you have in Survivor, when you have a personality that stands out, it usually means your neck is on the line. And so because Team Gold is the weakest, um, and then I think the axe is going to be weird. Against him. <laughs> okay, so are you? It's just, are you? You're telling me that if the person who has the biggest personality is has their neck on the line, are you going to be very quiet and reserved? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. We'll see how the game is uh, played out. Whether or not I stick to my strategy. Okay. His reputation as the hip, cool priest, yes, priest yes. like has to surpass like Trump his his need to win this <laughs> this game. <laughs> Okay, so Father Klein, who do you think will be eliminated first? 
Well, yeah, I don't know if maybe that changes my answer after uh, <laughs> Father Kapperman speak up. Um, I think I think the people at Holy Spirit Parish would be very disappointed if last yes. time their pastor almost wanted to get out first. <laughs> now their associate also followed suit uh, right behind him. No. So I'm going to, if nothing else, try to do what I can just to prove Father Kapperman uh, wrong. Good. Uh, we do have a five o'clock mass, which I'm getting out of, so I don't have to get away for that. <laughs> Father Kapperman, don't don't get any ideas. Um, well, as as a Holy Spirit parishioner, I would really appreciate it if you don't go out right away. Yes, exactly. <laughs> as the host of the event, I'd hope that as a Holy Spirit priest, you would go to bed before the event is over. We did a... Uh, <laughs> Which is what Father Simple... We were trying to keep stay to our bedtimes, you know? Um, Father Simple will infamously go down as the bedtime priest on Last Caller Standing. <laughs> yes. You can say worst priest on <laughs> Not in the sense of priesthood, but in the sense of... Last Caller uh, Standing. Devotion to the game. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't... Hmm. Are you picking... You're not picking yourself, right? I'm not picking no. myself. Okay. No, it's tough to... It's, it's tough to know because I don't know exactly what uh, the uh, challenges will be and so what team will be on the line, first of all. He's, he's going to have trouble voting people off, Eric. I can see it right now. You know, the Father Stevens, who won last time, I think he won because of his sweet, kind, like, approach to the game of oh, so. the, the likable character. So I think Father Klein's just trying to take the strategy of Father Shane Stevens from last time. Yeah, I'm channeling my inner Father Stevens. Exactly <laughs> don't have any of that gunk, like, competitiveness that he does. <laughs> okay, um, well, I, I won't hold you to an answer on this if you don't want to answer it. I do. I think, um, I think Team Frankincense will be the first uh, to... Vote, uh, if you vote will. someone off. Okay, that's I think a fair Father answer. Jeff's team has uh, some work to do. <laughs> okay, Father Norfolk, are you going to take that? <laughs> ah. Do we have some work to do? Yeah, we have some work to do, and that's to uh, to show our brothers that we can do the work. Awesome. So, so we're not afraid to uh, to get our hands dirty in that sense. So you will not be eliminated first, right? Uh, not by choice. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to fight the good fight. Yeah. All right. Uh, I remember Father Mark Lichter. I think he was also uh, wanting to get out uh, rather quickly. Yep. So I don't want to do a repeat of him either. <laughs> good. Good. I'm glad you guys all kind of watched this last time and you're like, okay, don't do that. Do this. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you, you guys, for being on. We're going to leave you on for a few minutes just in case we have any other questions. But I want to go back to Eric. Um so this year's competition is a little different from last year's in that uh, we're going to be doing some fundraising um, for the Lumen Christi program, which is the former Totus Tuis. Yes. Right. Okay. So the name's changed. Can you tell me about what's going on with that? If there's, if the program will look different. Yeah. So we, I mean, COVID really changed things for us. We had a, a beautiful opportunity last year where we had to really look at everything and kind of address how are we going to handle the COVID realities. And I just had this awesome opportunity to go to the drawing board and kind of say, we can do anything. If, mm -hmm. if we could do anything, what would we do? Um, and so what we, what we came up with last year was just a more creative way to, to help parishes to call, we'd call parishes and say, we have missionaries. How could they help in your parish? And then we were just more flexible, adaptable to putting them to work in parishes. And it was just, very exciting. I think the parishes responded very well. 
Um, and so that kind of just led us to making some changes to the program, which we had to rename because Totus Tuus is a national organization and we, we weren't really following the rubric anymore. Um, but we're very excited. So the, the reality, though, is last year we just knew that funding um, wasn't going to be there because we knew that we were going to have to make it more available to parishes because we had no idea where we'd be at financially in the mm-hmm. diocese. Um, but that that freedom to not have to do things based upon revenue was was just a great freedom to kind of say, we, we know we're not going to be able to make a lot of money. Like parishes aren't going to pay for the kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not able to pay just because of where we're at. Um, and so what we learned is if we can find the funding to do things more creatively, then we can be far more creative. Mm-hmm. So our hope is that this event will help provide some of that revenue that will just help make things more possible in ways that we couldn't do before. So long explanation to basically say like, this is a this is a fundraiser this year to supplement those efforts because we really want to make a greater impact with mm-hmm. these summer missionaries. Uh, and so we're just, we're, we're kind of leveraging the event in that way to say, let's have fun um, and let's share uh, and be generous with this yeah. cool thing that God is doing in our diocese. And if you're moved by this, and I, many were last year, mm-hmm. like I don't know how many people sent me emails Every priest that participated last year said, this was great, Eric, do it again. Um, that sort of like just positive, joyful life, like it's just an opportunity to give more, an invitation to give more. So we're inviting people to donate to the events, um, and there'll be a couple of ways to do that, but specifically to help support this program. And that'll help us do similar to what we did last year, which is, you know, if if money wasn't as big of an issue um, not that it's ever really been an issue. We have a, we have a generous diocese, but this just opens up doors for us. Yep. So we're inviting people to make a donation, support their priests, have fun. If you donate, uh, you get to name the name a priest or two or three as you donate money, and they will also get advantages if they meet certain thresholds Ooh. of raising. So that's the thing that's being announced um, earlier this. Well, this is out on Sunday, so yep. this week we, we announced that. Um, but and, yeah, it's just and a way these to guys have fun. need the advantages. So. Yes. So <laughs> one of the other challenges we're doing the Facebook thing, and that's really taken off. It's been a lot of fun. But if you would like to donate and support the Lumen Christi program, you can actually you can go online sfcatholic.org/youth, uh, make a donation, and you can name the priests and priests who reach. There's two different thresholds. If they reach those, they'll be given additional advantages in the game. Great. So, uh, do they need to go online to donate? Yes, if they if they go online to just to the Lumen Christi or to the Last Caller Standing page, um, they can go on and there will be a form right there where they can make a donation. And all the priest names are on there, and their team is fundraising as well for a, for an advantage. So okay. the four will be taking team totals and going for that as well. Okay, what's that website? SFCatholic.org/youth. Great, awesome. Okay, thanks, guys. Good luck. I hope that I hope you all can. Uh, not get eliminated right away and have a lot of fun. Thanks for playing along, guys. (laughs) Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, Next week on the show, we will have the two Chris's, uh, Dr. Chris Bergwald and Chris Motes, will be on to talk about um, the obligation and the morality of taking the COVID vaccine. We're going to get into some detail about that, some in-depth conversation. So it should be a good conversation. That is it for us today. I hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.